It's the Good Advice Show. You're tuning in to the best place to learn how to do business better. I'm a little biased. I'm your host, Blake Benz, and I started this podcast a few years back because I thought, hey, where do we go to find good advice on how to run a business well? If you're tuning in for the first time, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I hope you enjoy your stay. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy yourself. Kick up your feet a little bit as we chat a little bit of business today. Today, we're going to be talking about the, well, I think it's definitely a source of annoyance for many people. What's going on with tipping? Why is everybody asking for a tip? And what should you think about it? All that's on the show today. But before we dive into it, I want you to check out a word from one of the awesome sponsors of the podcast coming at you right now. Hey, have you been thinking about your health insurance plan for this next year? Maybe you just jumped into the world of entrepreneurship and you're thinking, geez, is it possible to have a good insurance plan if I'm no longer working for a business? Maybe you're even running a business and you're thinking about what does it look like to have an affordable group plan for your employees? Well, I want to tell you about Optimum Health Insurance. This is a customized healthcare plan for you and your family. And since 2018, they've been helping people get awesome, affordable healthcare coverage for really nothing at all. It's easy, it's hassle-free, and frankly, they're different from the big insurance companies that you might talk to. And crazy enough, you might even be paying less than what you've paid at a previous job when you were on some company health insurance plan. If you want to find out more and save money on your health insurance, you absolutely need to go check out OptimumHealthInsuranceplan.com. That's OptimumHealthInsuranceplan.com. That's today's sponsor. Enjoy this episode. So my wife and I, we were driving up through a, it was like a national chain just to get like a quick bite to eat. And as we're coming through the drive-thru, we, we place our order, we get to the window and the person basically takes the card and then hands back the little iPad monitor thing where it asks for a tip. And it was so interesting to me because I had actually coincidentally read a couple of news stories. It's kind of like one of those things where like you buy a red truck and then you see a red truck everywhere or, or whatever the example is or the analogy. Well, I had read a couple of random headlines about like tipping culture, not necessarily changing, but becoming much more um, prevalent and frankly, seeing people pretty frustrated about it. And myself and my wife were no different. We get to this window. We're given the iPad that asks for what kind of tip we want to leave. And I always, it's, I always feel a little bad, by the way, saying like no tip because which, which by the way, if you're, if you're offended by this, hang with me for a second. Cause I used to be a server. I was a server at Chewy's. I loved working at Chewy's. I loved being a server and I believe very deeply in tipping well. In fact, I think personally speaking, I think 20% is the minimum of a tip that should be given and for outstanding service, definitely give more. So getting that out of the way, I, my wife and I kind of laughed and we were like, Hey, what, what, what kind of tip should we give for this drive-through window? And we, we started chatting a little bit about this. And since then I, I was in a conversation, I was at a wedding this last weekend and it got brought up again. And, and I think these are just things that people are thinking about because we're in an economy right now where the economy frankly, isn't flourishing 
you're, you're feeling it in your wallet. You're seeing prices go up crazily. In fact, I have a customer who I typically work with who they order this software, this personality test that comes through me that is usually $100. And the cost to get it now is $650. A massive change, a crazy change. So we were chatting and she was like, wow, prices are going up everywhere like a lot. And I'm like, yeah, this is nuts. This is crazy. So it doesn't surprise me then that we would see more opportunities where people are asking for tips. Well, in chatting with someone about this recently, they were super frustrated about this. In fact, you may be frustrated about this. You may be, you know, Blake, you're speaking my language. Why does everyone keep asking me for a tip? And uh, I, I even know some people who aren't very confrontational and they'll they'll either pretend like they're leaving a tip or they'll like skip ahead to the next screen so the person won't see that they didn't leave a tip just because they feel bad, like, I don't want you to judge me. And I, I understand that. But the question is, what's going on with tipping and how should you respond to it? Now, this person at this wedding that we were chatting with, uh, this person was saying, it, it makes me so angry that these people are asking me for a tip when they're just doing their job. And I understand that a little bit. I understand that if if your job was to work a drive through window, it seems a little silly that I would then tip you for doing what your job was to be hired for. Now, there's a little bit of a nuance here. You could say the same thing about um, waiting tables or serving, like that's their job. Well, the difference there is that the the prime way they get paid is through tips. Uh, actually, their minimum wage is like what, like two sixty seven or something, or their hourly rate is like some, it's a couple of bucks, right? So the money they make is actually through getting tipped, and if they don't get tipped, uh, the money they make will actually end up being minimum wage, which by the way is still seven fifty, seven seventy five in some states. Uh, imagine living off of seven or eight bucks an hour. I mean, you work an eight hour shift, you make 60 to 70 bucks a day. If you have kids, that is like a meal and a half. Maybe it's definitely not a grocery bill point being, it's not a lot of money. So it's, it's not so simple to try to talk about tipping like across the board, but I understand people being frustrated with this. The other day I saw on, I think it was on Reddit or some social media platform. It was like a comic of this exact encounter of like someone ordering like through a window and the person handing like the iPad over for a tip. But in this comic strip, the person doesn't hand over an iPad. The person in like handing over the the food or the coffee or whatever says, and what, what amount of tip would you like to leave? Well, the person then in the comic strip responds with, here's a tip. Uh, stop asking me. Stop asking me for a tip. Go ask your boss for a tip. And basically was like positioning the worker as being the bad guy, like stop harassing me. And it got actually quite a bit of, of fanfare to it, or I'd say like momentum to it. And I've been kind of, I've been marinating on this for a couple of days now. I've been thinking about this. So I want to, I want to take a second and I want to try to in as little drama way as possible. Because anytime I feel like I talk about pay, I talk about, you know, paying your people well, um, it, it just feels like it, it, it creates a little bit of tension. So I, I want to share some things that 
just makes sense to me and you can take it or leave it. Okay. So in talking with this person over the weekend who was annoyed at people asking for tips, I basically said, Hey, don't be mad at the workers. What you should be mad at, or the person you should be mad at is actually the boss who is paying them so little that they are incentivized to ask for tips. And I want to break this down for a second now, because many times when we find ourselves in financial stress, when it comes to like the economy, the people who are most often pointed to as being the ones who are precipitating pain in our economy are usually the ones with the least resources. It's the ones who have the least, who are the, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's the immigrants again. Oh, it's the poor people. Oh, if they just get another job. I was actually talking to someone about uh, a friend of mine who was working two jobs and was barely aching, make, making ends meet. And this person was like, well, she needs a third job. And I was like, okay, so like, is the answer just more jobs? <laughs> like at some point this gets a little silly, but I have noticed that whenever there's tension in our economy, it, we typically go to those most vulnerable and maybe not coincidentally, least likely to be able to defend themselves as the source of blame for why things are going wrong. So when it comes to people asking for tips, a source of our ire often then becomes the workers who are asking without acknowledging that in many cases, these are people who are barely making ends meet. They're not making a lot of money. And their bosses have essentially shifted the responsibility from providing a, a sustainable income from their responsibility to the customer. So let me say this another way. Ideally, as a good boss, your job is to not just run a good business. It's not just to provide a service that does right by your customers. Ideally, you're also doing right by your employees, which means that you are at least somewhat interested in their well-being. Now, I'm not saying you need to be the most generous person in the world, but obviously if your employees are too sick to work, it's not in your best interest. If your employees can't make their bills, it's not in your best interest to have them on your payroll. That doesn't mean to fire them and find someone else. It means that we're talking more than just like this kumbaya concept of take care of people and instead understanding that when you take care of your people, they will do so much more for your business than someone who's barely surviving. I think this is a pretty intuitive concept, but something that's lost on a number of large businesses. In fact, I know of one large business that openly operates on a churn and burn mentality. Let's bring in talent. And once they are burned out, we'll find somebody else. And this is something that they're very comfortable with and comfortable in sharing about as well. So having said that, I do think that more often than not, when it comes to our approach to management, many people approach management with the philosophy of, if someone working for me is a sponge, how do I wring out as much productivity as possible for as little pay as possible? This doesn't really work super well long-term. In fact, I've, I've known a number of businesses 
who've tried this from the get-go and were shocked to find out that, hey, it's actually pretty hard to find good employees. A friend of mine uh, for a business that he was running, the average uh, uh, hourly pay was something like $18 or $17. Well, his employees started at $22 or $23 because he knew that just that small amount of pay increase would make a big difference in the, in the quality of people who work for him and also just the, the happiness of his customers. Because when your employees are happy, they show up and they do a good job for your customers as well. But this really isn't a podcast on pay and what you should pay your employees. And, you know, I, I really don't even want to like oversimplify pay because I know it's I know it's more complicated than that, especially when you don't have quite as much cash as you want for your business. And the idea of paying someone a lot of money becomes very stressful. I've known some people who without without a heart of wanting to take care, take advantage of people, have thought, man, I really need to hire someone, but I just have no money. Actually, I knew someone who she she reached out to me for some hiring help, and she said, hey, I'm trying to hire someone, and I want to find out how I can pay them less than minimum wage. And I thought, uh, you mean more than minimum wage? And she said, no, no, I know, I know this stuff's pretty tricky. There's a lot of loopholes. I need to figure out how can I pay someone less than minimum wage? And I said, well... Um, the law is pretty clear. You can't pay less, but also why would you want to? And she said, well, I, I honestly can't afford it. I can't afford to pay more. I can't even afford to pay minimum wage. So she wasn't like, you know, a monster wanting to devour the souls of her employees. She, she was someone who frankly was running her business pretty poorly, but who thought to herself, this is, this is all I can pay. Let me find someone. And I do think that there are many people out there who are running a business where their intentions aren't to take advantage of people. It's simply what they can pay. Yet this doesn't really work long-term for running a business. But like I mentioned, today's conversation is less about pay. It's less about what you should pay people. Um, and in fact, if you want to know what I think about that, I think that the more you pay people, the better employees they'll be for you. I think there's a direct tie with how you pay your people and the outcomes they achieve. I, I think that's that's just a simple answer in my mind. So you can just know that's my philosophy and that's my perspective. Having said that, I think it's interesting that we're in an economy right now where as pocketbooks are getting stretched, as, as people are feeling pushed on, they're feeling the tension of their wallet, they're feeling inflation. Uh, I think it's interesting, frankly, the greed that I'm seeing businesses run away with only because I think there's an illusion of all of us sort of batting down the hatches and trying to weather the storm together. And yet I keep reading stories about businesses with record-breaking profits so like the example that I think of immediately, we know the prices of eggs are pretty crazy. In fact, the prices of eggs have gone up so much that beyond just being a joke about, you know, something being really expensive, like I, I saw someone, it was someone was talking about like the price of something and someone was like, wow, that would cost you two eggs, like making a joke about eggs being so expensive. But I was getting my hair cut and uh, there was a guy in this barbershop who was talking about someone having stolen his neighbor's chickens because having eggs was so lucrative that they would 
they would commit a felony to to get more eggs, I guess. I don't know. But you have these random stories of eggs, you know, chickens being being stolen, people wanting to get eggs, like or cutting eggs from their diet. Well, there was a headline just this last week that talked about egg providers having a a their profits having grown seven hundred percent in the last year. This is profits. This is money that goes into the business's pocket. This is not revenue. We're not talking about like just money that went in. We're talking about the money they made minus their costs. That is what's left over. It's the extra cash after you pay all your bills. So their profits have gone up 700% recently in this last year. So I see that and I ask myself, how can you on one hand be a business saying because of the dire circumstances of our economy, we have to increase prices? How can you say that on one hand and on the other hand, be making 700% more money? Another example, Blizzard Entertainment, who I talked about um, on the on the channel before on the podcast, frankly, a business that I think is pretty despicable in general, just because of the way, and I've talked about it in previous episodes about this company, but uh, just, just a quick commercial about how they've acted in the past, uh, they a manager at Blizzard Entertainment or Activision Blizzard, excuse me, so badly harassed a woman that she killed herself. Like that is how, and in fact, this company, this wasn't a one-off in terms of one person's bad behavior. This company has been, um, had a multitude of, of, um, open cases against them because of their treatment of their employees and specifically treatment of women. So to the point where there is like a running joke of, man, I really love Blizzard Entertainment. If only they'd stop abusing women, they'd be really great, right? And so I, I hear jokes like that and I, I think to myself, you know, what a what a gross company. And yet there was a headline just a few months ago about how Blizzard Entertainment, or excuse me, Activision Blizzard, uh, I, I don't know which one I'm saying correctly, by the way, Activision Blizzard making record-breaking profits, just like the egg producers, record-breaking profits, while at the same time cutting up to 30 to 40% of, of the take-home profit-sharing model that many of the employees have enjoyed for several years now. So on one hand, tightening the belt, telling employees we can't pay you as much, and on the other hand, making record-breaking profits. What's happening here? Like, what is, I, I'm so confused by this. Well, what's, the, the truth of the matter is this, there's not really not that much to be confused about. It's that we have a multitude of businesses who have seen an opportunity to make more money. They've seen an opportunity to make more money, to put more money in their pocket at the expense of their employees. Now, this isn't intended to be a political podcast. You you would know this if you've listened to the podcast long term. You know that I shy away from political topics. I'm not a political person. And frankly, I rarely care that much about politics. So I'm not, you know, if you are heavily political yourself, you might think that I'm going one direction or that I'm getting to a point on something. I, I'm not. I, I mean, I hope I'm getting to a point on something, but I'm not. There, there's not some big political commentary that I'm making here. I want to bring this down to solely focusing 
on managing your people well. And at the end of the day, when it comes to managing your people well, it all comes back to paying according to what you want from them. Okay? If you want people, if you want your employees to be amazing employees, if you want them to care about the business that they're part of, you have to believe in providing for their essential well-being, for their essential needs. I'm not saying you need to buy them a house, but if your employee lives on the floor of a one-bedroom apartment with their four kids, you should be personally invested in that because that will affect how they work for you. And more importantly, I'm frankly a bit disturbed by the, the continual stories of record-breaking profits while also cutting pay. So we're in an economy right now where it is challenging to make ends meet. Like I mentioned, there's inflation. Prices are up. And instead of a business owner owning that and saying, yep, our costs are going up, but we're going to take care of our employees. Instead, there's a multitude of businesses that are implementing tip jars in places that have no business of having tip jars. There shouldn't be a tip jar at the drive through window. There just shouldn't be. And the answer isn't to be mad at the employee for asking why would I be mad at the person making $8 an hour? Why am I mad at the person making 8 bucks an hour? Because they're trying to have one more meal at the end of the week. Like we get so dignified and um, pious about how other people live their lives and like, well, they should, they should be saving money better. And, you know, it's like, dude, they're living off $8 an hour. Like, what are you talking about? So at the end of the day, it's not about being frustrated at, the employees, although your frustration isn't off, it is crazy to have a chip tip jar at the drive through window. It's all the more important, though, to correctly focus that frustration on the business owner who's not doing their due diligence. They're not doing right by their employees. There was a business out of Germany. I've told the story years ago, um, back when I visited Germany. Uh, I was visiting an area uh, outside of Munich, and I was talking to a guy who had been working at this business for uh, his whole life, really. And we were chatting about the nature of his business. Um, this brand was massive. It was so well-known in Germany. It still is today. So I said, you know, hey, tell me about your business. Like, do you like working here? Like, what's it like? And he talked. He basically told this story about how amazing the business was and how it had had all this success over the last several decades which I thought, wow, that's, that's great. It's great that this business is doing so well. And he said, but Blake, the founder, when the founder died towards the end, excuse me, towards the end of his life, they were asking about what made you successful? What made you incredibly wealthy? How did you build this life of just, just, just marked by total achievement? And this person said, I am wealthy, not because I paid my employees so little, I'm wealthy because I paid them so much. He told the story to me and I thought that is a business owner who gets it. This is a business owner who understood the direct tie between taking care of your, your people and what that then does for your business. 
so often, you know, we desperately protect our piece of the pie. I can't share any of it. They don't deserve it. They haven't worked as hard as me. And it's like, you're right. They, they, they probably haven't worked as hard as you. They probably haven't had the sleepless nights, the sweat drenched nights when your business was early and you were thinking about how in the world am I going to make ends meet? They haven't lived that. But on the same token, they're showing up every day. They're working for you and they're trying to make a difference. And if they don't care about making a difference, then why did you hire them in the first place? Or worse, why aren't you giving them a reason to work for? Suit for thought. All this to say, be nice to your drive-through employees. Be nice to the coffee barista who asked you for a tip. And you know what? Me personally, I, I despite the awkward situations where I think, why would why why would this person ask for a tip, or why is there a tip jar here? I just try to give employees the benefit of the doubt, and again, to share as best advice as I can to as many business owners as, as I can to, hey, take care of your people. It's food for thought. And if you can really make this part of your ideology for how you run your business, you will be shocked as to how well your business does despite whatever's going on in the economy. You won't even notice the craziness of the economy because how you treat your employees will create so much consistency for the quality of the work that you're doing that you'll continue to grow no matter what. Hey, that's today's good advice. Thanks for tuning in today to the podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, hey, maybe leave a little little rating on the podcast. Maybe you should like and subscribe the podcast, follow the podcast. I don't know, whatever platform you're on, whatever button that's there for you to check out the podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, you wanna you wanna promote the podcast or support the podcast. You can go to our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice. And lastly, if you're a business owner, you like what we're talking about and you want one of your businesses or your business itself to be talked about at the start of the show, get a little shout out for your business. You can always email me, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com for advertising opportunities. That's what we got today. That's today's good advice. And we'll catch you later. See ya.